0: Welcome to Fight the Cube Radio. If you're looking for a roadmap to retire as fast as possible, with as little work as possible, you're in the right place. Join us as we journey into the jungle of high-reward investing one glass of prune juice at a time. Fight the Cube, your internet home for replacing the commute with Mongolian jellyfish bath. Look that up in your urban dictionary. I dare you. And now your hosts adam and noah appreciate your feedback yeah you, are you putting really a, a, pool, a pool table into the bathroom yeah that will be in my house What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fight the Cube. If you guys have heard heard us from season one, thank you so much for coming to season two. You've heard us from AMC Answers, another podcast we had. Thanks for coming back. If you heard about us from your your friend, your dog trainer, your yeah. ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend, whatever, we're excited to have you here. I want to give a. I want to give a. I, don't, I, I didn't have the. I didn't have the Google sheet ready that I needed. No, to you're do. good. You don't need to give shouts out. We're we're good to go. Let's go to the. Correct. I want to give. Screw it. I'll give the shouts out in a, in a future episode. Um, no shouts. Okay, I have a gripe. Can I go first? Sure. Um, I have a gripe that on the previous episode we recorded, that's going to like gonna be episode four or something. You didn't ask me about gripes. That's one. No, no, number two is I, I have a gripe that when you're Mike, when you don't speak into the mic loud enough and we have to re-record an episode for like the fifth time. That's great. I have a gripe too. I'm looking for some reason in iTunes, the Tim Ferriss podcast popped up and uh, don't say that name Voldemort. What's up with this top hat in that picture? Like what's going on with that top hat you guys tell us yeah you be the judge I don't know How's the digestion um what's happening no my my digestion is uh it's fine I went to Trader Joe's I have a little bit of the acid stomach from Trader Joe's because all their food I think is really acidic and sugary and sugar too the thing is that they get you with the salad it's it's carby it's carby no no not true it's the sugar in the in the dressing a ton of sugar in that dressing how's your digestion it, uh, for some reason, I had a little bit of uh, – it's been good. I did yoga today, so it's been good. Had a little bit of a thing in my lower right stomach. Um, let's, let's progress though. Let's prog- let's progress. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about real estate investing, something that we've said before in a couple of our other podcasts. But we just want to hammer it out really quick. Just the ABCs, the basics of real estate investing. So, Noah, to start us off, why why invest in real estate? And is this something that a normal-ass dude can do in his 20s you know, working a corporate job? Can I do this? Great question, Adam. Yeah. Um, or yeah, normal-ass girl. A, Sorry. Or, yeah, or lady. Yeah. Or yeah. dog. Normal-ass girl, mm-hmm. normal-ass dude, normal-ass woman, normal-ass man. Or non-gender, or if your gender hey, is different. So, thank you, Adam. So this is absolutely something that someone can do. The reason that, that you do real estate is because it's a great way to gain passive income. The way that you gain income from real estate, there's four ways. Um, you gain income from your rent. So if you own a property, the people paying you rent directly. you gain You gain income from your equity. So when the people are paying rent, they're also paying down your interest of your, uh, sorry, your principal of your mortgage, which gives you more money in the property. We'll go into more of that later. Um, then you get money from the appreciation. So let's say I bought a house for $100,000. In three years, it appreciated to 140,000. Um, then you would get the 40,000, which is the difference. And then you get money from the tax savings on real estate, which is the depreciation of your property. Um, again, we're gonna go into all, all that more. So real estate is, is a fantastic event, investment. I'll see if I can dig up a blog post I wrote once about it. but um, no, Don't dig that post up. <laughs> Let's leave that No, thing. that thing was fire. That thing that was fire. That was not fire. No, I usually suck at writing, but that thing was fire. Hey, I got like to ask you a question, okay? Like the, all this real estate stuff sounds pretty crazy, right? It, it sounds like a while. It sounds like something like LeBron and Dwayne Wade are really into, but how can I get into that? I'm just like, I have like a couple thousand to spend. Yes. Like, what's going no, on there? I love it. I love it. So basically, you need to evaluate what kind of market you're in. Um, if you're in a low market, like let's say Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Memphis, um, then there's a very good possibility that you can invest right out your back door, right? You can invest in those markets and they're good markets to invest in um, for people that don't have you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, generally, the, the, if you're living in a high market, that's like San Francisco, Austin, Texas now, New York, right? Boston, um, any of the, you know, name brand cities, it's going to be very, 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 very hard for you to invest, uh, in your area. So what you're going to need to do is to invest out of state in that case. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to break the, so I'm going to break the future answers down into out of state versus in state. Cause they're, whoa, it's whoa, different. Well, yeah, whoa, no, okay. yeah, I, yeah, I am. Breaking Great, that wait, shit wait, down Before we get there Before we get there How much money do I need To put down to invest In real estate You've told me why It's kind of cool But how much do I need To invest Thank you So I'm just gonna go From my own, own experience I bought a, a $77,000 house In in Indianapolis I live in Austin, Texas Right now Um, and, and it's gonna be If you don't live in state Right So if you're buying Out of state It's gonna be 20% For the down payment Plus mm-hmm. about 4% Of closing costs So I paid About four, now I'm going to play about fourteen thousand dollars for the down payment, about four thousand dollars for the closing costs. So it was it was eighteen thousand in total. Okay. Okay. So remember, it's still a solid chunk of can, money. It's a solid chunk of money, but you can split. So there's two things. One is that you should split that with a partner, right? If that's another person that you know at the gym that's interested in doing it, if that's one of your friends interested in doing it, if that's your significant other, right, that's interested in doing it, then it's both nine thousand nine thousand each. Another thing I'm going to say is that if you live in state. Okay, if you live in state, you can qualify what's called the FHA loan or the first-time homeowners, I think it's association, whatever, loan, where you only had to put 3.5% down. So for that same property, let's say that you lived in Indianapolis, a $77,000 property. Remember, 20% down of that was 14000 but if you live in state and you're going to live in the house… For at least a year, you qualify for the FHA loan, special kind of loan. You only have to put down 3.5%. While we're talking, I'm trying to do 3.5% of $17,000 on, on the calculator on my computer, and I haven't been able to do it. See if you can do it while driving. Here we go. We'll Adam, wait. can you do it? Don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't do you got me. it. <laughs> you got it. Pull it out. <laughs> this is fucking horrible. Uh, 0. 0.035. That's it, right? I don't even want to say the answer. I did too fast. I can't like double check my answer a million times. No, you've um, you're good. You know, you've said a lot of good numbers. I think everyone's a little titillated. I think we're we're all we. I'm I'm a little. You know, I'm a, I got a little lightning. Dude, I got you know, a little lightning do, at me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. put Putting the mic down for i I'm gonna look at what is what is 3.5 percent is oh, now. People are just fucking bored. Yeah. No. We, we gotta keep question? going. We gotta keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Great. So. There's a healthy return on it, and it's great if you split it with a significant other, obviously, because then you can get a house for, say, 9000 I know that if people listen to this, you may be in big cities like Austin. You may be in New York. I got the answer. San Francisco, stuff like that. Suck, um, suck it. Suck either? it for one second. Yeah, sure. Tell me. 3.5% uh, uh, of 17000 is $595. So that means if you live in Indianapolis, you can pay $595, sorry, $595 to get a property. Um, and you live in it yeah. for a year, then you move out and you can rent it out. There's or you free- can buy or you can buy what's called a duplex. I'm sorry, guys. I'm moving fast. There's a lot of info I want to give you. It's going to be a lot of info Don't down. drop duplex on us. Just wait. Just wait for a I second. Drop, I just want to rehash. The reason Noah keeps saying Indianapolis over and over again is because that is a good market to invest in. Noah, what makes a good market to invest in? I think that uh, well, I mean, there's uh, people are going to have a lot of answers to this. The main thing that I look at is what... What is the house's value when you compare it to like a 2007 to the 2007 value? So 2007 or 2008 uh, is right before the real estate crash right? So if I see a house that is like 40 percent is like let's say that there was a house in Indianapolis that's worth that um, before the crash it was worth hundred thousand dollars okay but right now it's selling for fifty thousand. Well, I know that you know I have $50,000 more, doll- more dollars to go before it hits the highest point that it's ever been, which is great because you buy a house because you want it to grow a lot. So I think that those are safer investments. When you look at the percent, what what is the seller asking for? What's the purchase price, which is the cost of the house? And how does that compare to the highest value the house has ever been, which is probably the 2007 value when the real estate market was super, super inflated? One more thing for you coming off. Okay. The other thing I look at is that does the rent, so what, if it's occupied or even if it's not occupied, what can I rent it out for when it compares to the purchase price? So if I have a $100,000 house, what is considered investment grade is that you can rent that $100,000 house out for $1,000. Any any less rent than that, than 1000 would mean that it's under investment grade and it's not something that you should buy. Right. It's the rule of 1%. It has to be the rule over of one percent, the rent. That's the best That's rent. the best that's the best rule of thumb to use just for that. So like when you're looking at houses and you're like, I can't wrap this out for for one percent of its purchase price, just move on. Move on. It's basically it. All right. Let me mustache you a question though. Let me mustache you. Mustache. Uh, I live in Austin, right? It's a pretty cool place. And I've wanted I want to live here for a good amount of time. Is it an investment to buy a house in Austin and live in it? Isn't that an investment? To buy a house in Austin and live in it. Yeah. Um, personally, mm-hmm. you're asking me personally. Um, I think it's great when people buy homes. Like like our good friend, Mr. Mister Beerman, who we love. Uh, I, I personally don't, th- I don't think it's an, an investment because it's just because Austin is a high market, okay? The rent that you can get for the house that you buy is going to be way under 1%. So basically, you're going to be buying a house – For a lot more than than you can rent out, which means that your mortgage is is probably going to be higher than you could possibly rent it out for, and that puts you in a pretty bad position. Also, the down payment you have to pay pay here, even with three point five percent, is huge because properties here are very expensive. Okay. Okay. So okay. So what are some options for people if they want to get started with real estate investing? Let me say to this. Yeah. To that. To that. Sure. instead of buying one house in Austin with that the same amount of money you could probably buy 3 or 4 houses in Indianapolis or Jacksonville so you could spread your like you could spread your cash further um, just like diversifying a stock portfolio if you guys are familiar with stocks um, you want to spread your cash to as many houses as possible right in different areas to protect yourself yeah what is it? what's okay. the average rate of return each month each year the annual rate of return on your money yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at mine real fast. Yeah, I had this up. I, yeah, I no. Be, to be, be prepared, right? Like, be I, prepared I, for I'm the podcast. That's so fucking annoying. I had it up, and I I clicked because I because wow, I did the demerit equation. I um, one demerit. Blustered. I can't do anything with speed. Um, just uh da da da, da. Boop, boop, boop.
1: Uh, well, okay. Basically,
0: so let, let me let me just say that. The thing with real estate investing, the reason why there's so many different kinds of accounting for it is because you never truly know what you got back from your property um, until you sell it, right? Because every year you're basically just estimating how much did it appreciate. Until the property sells, you're not actually sure how much you're going to get for it. Um, so I'm just looking at at month month to month. Month mm-hmm. to month, I make about 48% return. Um, you should try Anything over 20 what does that mean? is, what does that mean? Month to month I make 48% return. What does that yeah, mean? So thank you, Adam. So that means that I, so I get $900 in rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. My tenants give me $900 in rent mm-hmm. and I, I pay about five hundred five hundred and thirty two $532 of expense of expenses. And those expenses include property management, insurance, taxes, and my mortgage, or the insurance of my mortgage. Okay, mm-hmm. so not only do I make nine hundred dollars in rent, but I also make about seventy-seven dollars in principal. All right. Now we're going to go into amortization a little bit. The way that a loan works is that it is interest and in principal. Okay. So when should I even? This is this might be too far. Now you're, think, you're going you're going way down yeah, into I'm deep sorry, dark I'm deep dark depths. No, let me let me stay here. Let me say here. Okay. No. I get I, I no sir, holy no, shit. What I, well, I I've have lost you. Time. And uh, okay, I, but I'm gonna bring it back for the people. Okay, so I get nine hundred dollars mm-hmm. in rent. I get five. I have five hundred and thirty dollars of expenses. That's it. Just just think about that for a second. Okay, I'm gonna leave it there. Okay, what well, the question I asked was based on the money you put down. What is the percentage you make back every year of that money? Yes. So when I what I have estimated, like what I said before. It's hard to estimate because we're always estimating what I'm going to sell it for in about five years. I might sell it next year or in six years. But it's looking like I'll probably make about 35% year over year on the house on my money. Okay, that's On the money that I put down. Yeah, it is fantastic. If you guys know from the stock market, your rate of return for the stock market is going to average out to about 7%. If you do really, really well, you'll you'll get over 10. So 35 is is a huge, huge jump from that. Okay. Imagine when you – yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to say, so when I was ready to do this, however, you steered me away from doing these long-term rentals because you want to do something else. What is that something else that you want to do instead yes, of buy so. more of these houses? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. So You're I want to do, we are, we are actually doing an Airbnb right now. Um, we're doing it. We are doing it in, um, actually, I should not say that, Mark. We're doing, I'll, I'll say it. Fuck it. We're, we're doing it in Waco, Texas. We're we're doing an Airbnb. Um, the reason that, the reason that we're doing the Airbnb is because, um, Basically, I get $900 in rent monthly from a long-term rental. With a short-term rental, it's possible that we could get three times that amount of income. Obviously, yes, the expenses do go up, but the margin that we make should be much, much greater. Okay. That was it. That's it. Why'd you, okay. you hum me? Like, that mm-hmm. was the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Correct. People, if people, If people want to get started with real estate investing, what are some tools and things that they should look at? What is the first step for someone who's like, okay, this sounds interesting, and I have the cash on hand right now, and maybe I have a partner who I can share the load with? What should they go do? Okay. Are they starting? From, are you guys starting from the very, very beginning? Yeah, at the very beginning. Of okay. <laughs> do you know where else would they start? Where Where else how do you start I, from? I, 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 I. I... I, I, I want to get time because they starting so, from the middle. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! So the the, the first thing that you used to do is just read the book "Whatever Real Estate Investor Needs to Know About Cash Flow and Thirty Six Other Key Financial Measures." It's by Frank Gallinelli. um I'm a psychopath, so I did the whole workbook on the back. Don't do that with your time. um But re- read the book. It will. It shows you the metrics that you're going to look at to judge your property. What's the book called able- again? What's the book called again? whatever real estate investor needs to know about cash flow and 36 other key financial measures. Okay. By Frank Gallinelli. Okay. Tony Soprano. So it's going to show you how to evaluate your prop, your property and what metric, what metrics to look at. Um, the next, the next thing you should do is you should decide, are you going to invest in market or are you going to invest out of market? If you're going to invest out of market, there's a gr- there's two great services okay that are what's called turnkey services that that means that they have a house they already have a tenant in it it's already in a good market and you can buy it it's it's very very easy you buy it right from them i use roofstock for my impro- my property in indianapolis um so there's roofstock and memphis invest memphis invest is the og of turnkey rentals and roofstock is a is a good company as well go good ahead on. and check check good check on. them both out um, again, I use Roofstock. Can, can you tell me, I, I'm sorry for keeping interrupting you. I feel a little bit like Chuck Nice no, no, on the please on Stark, but, um, I hate, hate that dude. Keep doing it. Cause I feel like, I feel like the, the word turnkey gets oh, used oh. a ton right now. And I really, it's really overused. And I think it is supposed to mean ready to go. But what do you think turnkey means? Turn, turn, real estate. turnkey means that the property has a tenant in it and it is just ready. It is ready to go. You don't need to do any rehab for it. You don't need mm-hmm. to go and find a tenant. Um, you basically buy the property and you set up property manager and you're good, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, That's that's roof stock. They make it as much like a stock as possible. Yeah. Can I, can I give you an example? The house in Waco we are doing a renovation on, we're like, we're renovating the house. So that would never happen with the turnkey. The reason I say turnkey for the people out there, it's a great place to start real estate investing. We're we're renovating the house. I'm an investor in this property. Oh yeah. Investor. Yeah. Well, we're we're putting in that we're renovating the kitchen. Putting in the to put it in a dishwasher. You know, what a really good thing to do. Is when you patient. have A real a realty company is just to not tell your investors anything that's happening. By the way, Adam is an investor. It, it's mine and Ashley's comp. My and my girlfriend's company. Adam is an investor in in our in our company. <laughs> we don't. We like to keep our investors in the dark. Okay, let's not spend too much money on the on the renovations. What do you say? Uh, are you putting a, a racquetball court in? We really appreciate your feedback. Are you, are you putting really a, a, pool, a pool table into the bathroom? Yeah, that will be in my house from your from your money. We really appreciate your feedback, investor, and uh, we're going to go ahead and move forward. All right. Thank sorry, you. Though. You were saying some really great things about Roofstock and really great things about Memphis Invest, about turnkey mortgages. Yeah. So if if you're just starting off, a great thing to look at is a turnkey property. The reason is because it's a great – you'll get your feet wet. You'll probably make a good amount. You'll make a, a good amount of money. It'll be a good investment, and you'll see how everything works. And then the next property you can go to, you can be a lot more hands-on. So if you're out of market, um, that's an even better choice because you can't do anything in market. The only way to invest out of market without a turnkey property is that you need like a team. You'll need like a realtor, you know, your contractor or whatever. And those things can take a while to develop. A great thing yeah. about Roofstock is that you're gonna meet a you're gonna meet a lender. You're gonna, and you're going to meet a property manager. So you're already going to start meeting people that you can use in that market to use outside of Roofstock. So, for instance, the lender that I've used for my Roofstock house, I now use him just for other houses because now I just know him. I don't need to go through Roofstock again to meet him. But you know that he's a good lender if the company is suggesting him to you, Roofstock suggesting him to you. I feel like people are going to have a lot of questions on this. I'm really sorry because – it's just a big topic, and I feel like I'm jumping around. That's okay. You give in a good intro. What is a uh, what is a big community someone can join to get more information if they're really excited about real estate? So, well, first you can you can ask on Fight the Cube. Ask us anything on Fight the Cube. I'll do my best to answer as as soon as we can. Um, or you can look around. In bigger pockets is a really really great community that has a lot of great answers about uh, real estate. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, what are some, well, I know that it sounds pretty cut and dry, right? When you say it right there, but what are some pitfalls about real estate? Like what are some things to look out for? What are some, what are some poop? What are some oopsies that you've dealt with recently? Um, The biggest thing you need to do is that when you, when you buy a house. So one thing that I like, I like to do is like, it's hard to distance yourself emotionally from the house, whether it be positively or, or non-positively. One of the advantages of out-of-state investing is that you don't get attached either way to a house. So when I walk into a house, right, I'm just a dude, right? I don't know what is going on with the house, but a professional inspector they actually know what's going on. So all like I don't usually use my judgment for house. I look at the analytics behind the neighborhood. I look at the analytics of the area, like the rent. Um, how is like, how is the appreciation going? What's the value compared to 2007? How's the curb appeal of the house? Whatever. When I send a professional inspector, right? They're the ones that look at, oh, this is chipped or, oh, like the foundation is cracked. Don't try and do that stuff yourself. Hire a professional for that. Always hire a third party inspection. It's $200. Let me, let me give you an example. Me and we were about to close on a house for $130,000. Um, we were really excited about it. We were all jazzed, okay? House looked great, brand new construction. I mean, brand spanking new construction house. Okay, we're about to close on it. We get the we get an inspector, okay? It's just and what an inspector is, it's just a dude that he inspects houses for people that are about to buy them and gives them the report on the damages that that the house might have. So he went out to the house, and it turns out all of the water was running under the front porch um into the foundation. It's not even something that I would have considered. But because the, the front of the house was sloped and there was a hole under the deck, all that water runs into the foundation. Mm. And what happens when water runs onto a foundation is it cracks the foundation and and a foundation problem is like the most expensive problem you can have in real estate because you can imagine you're trying to fix something that a house is on so it's mm. like it's it's like the worst problem ever so, that's the biggest thing. Always hire a third party inspector. Don't use your own judgment. Just hire a third party inspector. They're not even expensive. They're like two hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that's a good story. I I'm that's glad I I'm glad I have that example. It's a good example. Yeah, you gotta watch out. You gotta watch out for those things. And um, <clears throat> there's there's a bunch of other stuff that you guys have been through as well. I mean, when you're signing contracts for things and stuff of that nature, I think that oh it's, impo- my God. I think it's a, really important to have a community or someone experienced that you could reach out to and ask what, what the hell is going on. The reason that you have a realtor, let me let me say it, the reason you have a realtor is when you go through the contract period. Uh, that That's the reason that you have a good realtor. We lost, I um, will say it, we lost $900 because we, the, the same house. So that same house, right? That had the foundation issue. We, put down – we thought it was so good that we're like, yeah, we're fine. We put down an earnest money deposit, which is like how much money gets taken if we don't go through with the deal. Um, and we didn't go through the deal because the seller had not disclosed it, – It's he, he was a dick on his part. He had basically not disclosed any of that. I don't know if he knew it or not. But when we found it out, we pulled out of the deal and lost $900. So yeah. – yeah. So always know what happens. So there's going to be something that's called a closing period. After you both agree to an offer, there's going to be 30 days where you need to get all your ducks in a row, basically. Um, and you always need to know when in that 30 days, if I don't pull out by, um, am I going to get effed, basically. And we didn't, we did we honestly didn't do, and we should have, cause this is our third property. We sh- we didn't do a good, en- uh, good okay. enough job. I mean, yeah. Okay. Coming on. Okay. Off. Okay, okay. okay. That was fine. good. That was good. I did for uh, like last, Thirty seconds of that speech. I watched a video on Facebook of a manatee eating eating soil in the ocean called a okay. dugong. Now, oh, a that giant big, manatee. Put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Um I mean, guys, I want to. I want ask ask questions in the Facebook group. Write us whatever. Um, I'm, I want to try and help you guys as much as possible. Um, it's a big, it's a big, big topic. C- can you ask me one question? What sure. is the, the biggest objection in real estate takeaway? is? What what if there's another uh, crash? Yeah, yeah, that's true. What if there is another crash? What are you going to do? Okay, cool. if there is another crash, you will find me buying everything. You'll just see me flying around buying properties. Um, Why is if that? there's another, because you need to save money to be able to buy if there is a crash, because real estate prices will be extremely low, and you can offset basically what's happening to your other properties by buying other, you know, other properties very, very low. They make a very large return. Mm. So you know, it's a Warren Buffett quote. I think um, you know, be be fearful when others are greedy, and be greedy when others are fearful. Um, so you kind of follow that. There will be another crash, I'm sure, right? I mean, it's just—it's kind of what happens to the economy. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen, uh, but you need to be prepared. Be ready to buy. Okay. I'm ready to buy. That's a good note. That's a good note to leave it on. Uh, what's the one takeaway that people should have from this episode? Look into real estate investing. It's a great way. I don't. I even. I forget that we forget that we have houses because we have property manager doing it. And, we make, and we, make, we make money on them. And you can be a normal-ass dude or a normal-ass girl and get one. So do it. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. I hope you learned a lot about real estate. I know you have questions. If you do, ask them in the Facebook group. Fight the Cube. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Facebook thanks group. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Stay hungry, stay hustling, stay strong in the digestion. Fight the cube.